I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Is it time to cash in that precious gold-plated company pension? Record high transfer offers are tempting many to think the previously unthinkable and give up a defined benefit pension. But is it ever a good idea to swap a guaranteed retirement income for a lump sum? Welcome to the FT Money Show, the FT's most popular weekly podcast. I'm Josephine Cumbo, the FT's pension correspondent, and I'm having a special look today at whether it ever makes financial sense to cash in a defined benefit pension. Joining me in the studio to dissect the pension transfer deals on offer today and to discuss whether you should be tempted by them are Sam Ratnidge, an advisor with Tideway Wealth, and Leon Buckley, who is a director in the financial planning team with Tilney Best Invest. But first, around 15 million people are members of defined benefit pension schemes in both the private and public sectors. Unlike the risky pensions offered to most workers today, defined pensions pay a secure income for life, which is inflation-proofed and will continue to pay to a spouse or civil partner and a dependent child after you die. The pension is based on your salary, either a proportion of final salary at retirement or a career average. While most people will take the pension when they retire, many have the option to take a cash lump sum instead of the income. For many years, the default position has been that most people are better off sticking with the pension and turning down any transfer offer. But this position is starting to change as the transfer offers get bigger and bigger and more enticing. In some cases, people are being offered lump sums more than 30 times their pension to transfer. Joining me now to tell us more about the offers on the table and who is making them is Sam Ratnidge, an advisor with Tideway Wealth. Welcome to the show, Sam. Hello, thank you for having me. Sam, now it's your job to analyse the transfer deals that people are getting and what are you seeing? Well, I think if you're looking at someone who's age 60, you can look at about 30 times the benefit they're giving up in terms of a transfer offer. At 65, it can be 25 times plus. That is quite a generalistic way to look at how generous an offer is. Um, typically, you know, they have different ways that this scheme's forecast it going forward. They do increase. So I think what you should really look at and what we look at at Tideway is we forecast their pension going forward and look at what the offer is and how what their sort of target returns are mm-hmm. to match, to mirror that benefit. I mean, you can look at in the 80, uh, t- getting to your mid-80s without really making much investment return. 
above inflation and to make it through into your 90s you can look at one and a half plus inflation. Mm. Still and quite a risky decision to cash in but how do the, the offers compare on the table today with what have been made a year ago? I mean we're, we're hearing that they're tens of thousands of pounds higher than they were a year or even five years ago. Well a year or two ago they were still reasonably generous offers and they're driven by the low interest rate environment we're in at the moment mm. um, they're directly affected the gilt yields we see but five years ago you could have looked at the gilt yields were a bit higher when the interest rates were higher but post-Brexit the gilt yields have shrunk even further. So there's a bit of a Brexit bump to uh, valuations? There is yes we we have seen it um, not in every scheme but there has been a five or ten percent jump in transfer offers. Five to ten percent quite potentially yes. Yes that could translate to quite a lot if it's it's quite yes. yes. So just explain a little bit more about how the valuations the link between gilt yields and how that generally leads to more generous offers for pension schemes members? So the transfer offer is how much the scheme believe it's going to cost them to pay this member based on average life expectancy. The closer you are to retirement age, they use the gilt yields because they discount it back. And the gilt yields have shrunk a few years ago post-financial crisis. You're looking at 2 or 3% in gilt yields. You're now looking at one one 1.5, sub 1.5%. But if you went back to 70s and things like that you, you could look at guilt yields of 15 percent so it's costing them more to give you that security that the defined benefit offers. Joining me now is Leon Buckley from Tilney Best Invest. Leon can you tell us about some of the offers that you're seeing on the table now and how much they may have improved from a year ago? I believe they've improved significantly I think to mirror Sam's comments they have taken advantage of the low guilt rate low interest rate environment However, I think that's really important to look at that and actually consider why that is the case. And in terms of what that final salary pension is delivering to you, it's an income for life and it costs more to do that. So in order for you to do that on your own and to take that away, then fundamentally you need to make your money work even harder, hence you need a larger lump sum. So the idea is that you're seeing fair value. So the employer is meant to give you fair value for what the guaranteed income you're giving up is worth. So fair value is the same as it always was. The only thing that has changed is the assumptions that were used. So lower interest rates means that money is going to have to work harder. Mm -hmm. Therefore, you get a larger lump sum. So it's very much a pattern we've been seeing as interest rates have been forced low and staying low. And the long term assumption is that interest rates are staying lower. What is being put on the table, though, is extra thousands of pounds for some people who will be dazzled by the extra zeros on those offers. Is it ever a good idea to cash in a final salary pension? It can be. It's very much a personal decision. There are obviously the numbers have to do have to represent good value to you as an individual, but they also have to be relevant to your personal circumstances. So there are arguments for transferring out, but fundamentally, I think the industry would argue and certainly the regulators would argue that the starting point would be to stay in. And when might it make sense to transfer out then? Well, what I tend to talk to clients of proportionality. So first of all, the numbers need to stack up. It needs to be good value to you. But equally, it has to represent the greater proportion of your wealth that it represents, how important it is going to be to meet your lifestyle in retirement. The more and more dependency that you have, the less likely you are to want to transfer out. But there are circumstances which would justify it. There's numbers that Sam talks about 30. You even see sometimes it's 40 times makes it more and more advantageous to take that number. So you also have to factor in if you're buying things you're not going to get.
A common example would be that people that aren't married and have no intention to be married or form a civil partnership, they would be theoretically paying for a spouse's pension. Or divorced. Or divorced, yes. absolutely. Or their current relationship doesn't match the actual criteria defined as a spouse's pension. So they're not going to benefit from those ancillary benefits of the pensions, so it, perhaps it's more attractive to take it as a cash lump sum. Absolutely. They look at people on average as a scheme. It's not measured on your personal circumstances, and that's the bit that actually is the the grey area where it's more difficult to choose whether or not a transfer is appropriate. And just in terms of people with bigger lump sums, Sam, if you could talk us through the attractiveness of cashing out for people who want to pass on their pension wealth to you know, a younger generation. And it's become more attractive to do that recently, hasn't it? Sure, yeah. Well, in 2015, we saw um, a massive change in the pension rules. You can now pass on whatever's left in your pot as such of pension to a spouse or children. And previously, there used to be a thing called death tax that was charged at 55%, and that's been removed as of 2015. So you have to die before 75. You, ha- you have to die before 75. <laughs> to make um, full, full benefit to of make that. Full benefit, but, but if you die over 75, it's still not 55% as well. It, it, yes, um, it's at the marginal rate. For it the is, yes. Yeah. So is there a lot of interest in that from people coming to you, for example, specifically, Leon, are they asking about that? Are they attracted to that? It's one of the main drivers, to be honest. So people were very put off by annuities over the years and fundamentally put off by the fact that when they died, they would lose any or the continuing entitlement. It's interesting. It's the only time the clients talk to us about dying early is when they think about protecting their pension pot. Mm. But if you have, like Sam says, if you do have a significant assets elsewhere and you don't necessarily need to rely on this pension, with careful planning, you can structure your assets to actually leave this pot for your dependents. Now, the financial health of the employer has certainly become a bigger issue for people. Now we've seen the high-profile collapses of companies like BHS. Should people take that into account, considering accepting an offer and moving their money out, the financial health of the employer? I think it's sensible to be looking at your pension every year. Every year you'll get some numbers. But if you do have concerns, I think it's important straight away to seek advice. There's two factors. There's the financial health of the company, but there's also the financial health of the pension scheme itself. So in a situation where, such as BHS, the pension scheme didn't have enough assets to back up the promises it had made. And because of that, there's a risk that the people who are due to receive a pension won't get that. And that's a really important factor. And Sam, if you've got a very large pension, you're more at risk, aren't you, if your employer isn't in good health and the scheme ends up in the lifeboat fund, you might consider wanting to shift your money out. You might end up losing money in the PPF. Yes, you can. Um, It's only capped up to about 35,000. And if you're a deferred members, as in you haven't taken your pension, it's only 90% up to 30. Right. So if you're expecting a pension bigger than that, or if you had long service, you could end up losing out. So that's something to bear in mind. So, and and just as another point, not everybody can cash in a final salary pension, can they, Leon? I mean, there are restrictions, particularly in the public service. Correct. As of 2015, the government restricted the ability to take money out of major pension schemes, the teachers, the nursing scheme, for instance. So it's what is known as an unfunded scheme. So when the government takes it directly out of their coffers to pay you as and when you're receiving your pension. But those are often referred to as the very strongest, most gold-plated of all the pensions available. 
Okay. Now, just dealing with some of the practical side of transfers and getting a quote, if someone's interested, if a member's interested in getting a quote, how do they go about doing that, Sam? They simply just speak to their scheme they, um, and they offer what's known as a CETV, which is a cash equivalent transfer value. So they can request that from, the, scheme request ad- that, yes. from the pension if, scheme administrators? Yeah, they, need to, they can't be accruing within the scheme. They, they can sometimes get offers if they're accruing, but they can't physically leave the scheme until they're a deferred right. member. Right. Okay. And... Is there a time limit on how long the quote is guaranteed for or valid for? Yes, it's three months it's so guaranteed you, for. Right, yeah. so it's only three months. So yes. You've got to get your skates on, basically, if you, yes. if you want to do that. And it's not straightforward for people to just cash in, is it, uh, Leon? Because they'll need to jump through a few regulatory hoops before they can do this, including getting professional advice. And there are some rules about that. Can you just explain how that works? There are indeed. As soon as your pension transfer is going to exceed the 30,000 threshold, you have to take advice. We've already mentioned the situations where you can't have that option, but we would always very strongly recommend that regardless of the value you take out, take advice as to what is appropriate for you. So you fully understand what you're giving up? Absolutely. And that is not very clear straight away from simple numbers that are provided. Okay. Final question, and it's the million dollar question. I'm going to put you on the spot here. People will wonder, rates of valuations are going up. Can they go any higher? Can I ask you first, Leon? Will they go higher? Let's see. I suppose ask me after Thursday when we see interest rates. So if interest rates come down, it's a fair assumption to say the transfer values could continue to rise. And you, Sam? Yeah, I agree they could continue to rise, but these schemes cannot offer transfer offers that affect the members who want to stay as members. So there will be a ceiling to what they can eventually offer. And we have seen that in a couple of schemes. Right. So Uh, they're not all offering it across the board. It'll be a decision based on the scheme and its funding. Exactly, made yes. by the actuary. And, um, you shouldn't expect with, that it'll be passed on. And I think, you know, there is a higher demand for these transfers out and they need to review the situation that they're not affecting members staying right. in. Right, so they have to keep, bear in mind, the situation for people who are left behind, basically. Exactly, yes, right. and they can't affect them Okay, much thank by, you. By. Well, that draws to an end our pension special today. Thanks very much to our pensions experts, Sam Ratnich and Leon Buckley, for joining us. And you can read my full article, Should You Cash In Your Final Salary Pension, from this Friday on our website, ft.com forward slash money, or in the weekend FT newspaper. And now there's just time to tell you what else will appear in this week's issue. We will have all the reaction to the Bank of England's interest rate decision and former pensions minister Steve Webb reveals an easy and cheap way that those who have taken early retirement can boost their state pension. The FT Money Show will be back at the same time next week. Until then, it's goodbye from me and from our special guests. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, you might like to try our FT News podcasts, which focus on one of the main issues of the day and bring you the insights and expertise of our global network of journalists, as well as outside contributors. You can download these at ft.com slash podcasts most days of the week. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. 
A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com.